Well, this is a huge day for Boris Johnson. £80 million spent, his re reputation very much on the line. Hello and welcome to Somatic. In this episode, we're discussing bike share programs, sometimes also referred to as cycle hire schemes. In particular, we turn our attention to London and consider whether Boris's bikes are delivering on the sometimes, frankly, lofty goals set out by the former mayor of London. I'm very, I'm very excited by some of the stuff I'm hearing about the, the, the value that people attach to these bikes. People want to see uh, bikes in their neighborhood because they think it will improve property values, improve the, the, the quality of life here. In order to answer this question and others, we sat down with Transport for London's Duncan Robertson and started by asking him how he came to work for Transport for London, as well as aspects of his role that he sees as key in directing the programme going forward. I know, you get the So my role is Service Development Manager in the Cycle Hire Scheme in London. Um, I've worked for Transport for London since 2009 and I started in more kind of on-street delivery uh, of, of phase two of the scheme, which was um, going out into Tower Hamlets, which is a, one of the boroughs in, in London, um, a little bit further east than the very centre of London. Yeah. Um, so I started, as I say, doing uh, doing delivery of, um, of on-street. So that involves engaging with the boroughs, making sure they're kind of comfortable, because ultimately they're a, kind of, they're a stakeholder for us and we have to make sure that they're they're happy with what we're doing. I think the, the the planning laws and the amount that each individual borough has influence over over the scheme is is more in in London and the UK than it might be in some of the some of the areas of the US. Um, so that was part of my role was just keeping keeping them on side. Um, so yeah, that was how I started. Um, then I moved from on street delivery into business development. Um, and for for a cycle hire scheme, business development is a kind of unusual one. So it right. wasn't business development in the traditional sense of of, of sales per se. Right. Um, it was more kind of looking at you know what what do we have to offer here? How how can we diversify our our offering? Um, we we spent the first few years of the scheme just kind of learning and focusing on you know what what's our primary objective here? It's it's getting bikes to as many people as possible. Um, making sure that they've got bikes when they want them, making sure they've got a space to dock the bike when they need to dock it. Right. Um, but then I came along and, uh, and got this this new role, which was, okay, so what can we do with businesses? What can we do with um, with people that are less able to access bikes or less willing to access bikes? Right. Um, what what can we do with our assets to to, to try and um, to try and improve uh, improve them? Clearly Duncan's role in organising the bike share system in London has been varied. And beyond the core elements of the everyday function of the system, Duncan touched on some key ideas that demonstrate the approach he has taken in continuing to build the system for the future. It appears that there is an extremely diversified mandate for what the system is and who it should service, but also the organisational context in which the system is run stands out as being very particular to the London system of governance and the political will of Boris Johnson. 
Indeed, it may well be these aspects that give the system a fighting chance of achieving the goals set out by the former mayor. We had a very, very short amount of time to deliver this um, huge infrastructure project. It was uh, Boris Johnson, the mayor at the time, he came in and he was like, cycling is my thing. I want to put as much money behind this as possible. Um, and one of his big projects was cycle hire. And basically they, I wasn't around for this point, but they delivered what is a, a, a kind of 400 um, docking station scheme within about nine months. Paris was, was one of the first um, completely different model. So we're, we're a public body. Um, we get money from central government that goes into Transport for London as a whole. And some of that money comes over to, uh, to us in the form of a subsidy. Um, but it, it's always, well, I don't know if it's always been, but certainly at the moment, it, it's hires is the number one thing. Right. So we're, unlike with a, a kind of a profit-making scheme or even even a, a scheme that's trying to break even, um, that the focus for us is, is not really around, um, you know, it's not really around cost. Um, I... It's probably unfair. We're always having to think about cost. Um, I don't want to downplay that, but but hires is the number one. We we need to we need the the driver for us is making the making the scheme grow in right. in usage, um, and I guess the, the 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 finesse of that now is as opposed to in the past where we've definitely just been you know what can we do to make sure we get more hires. Um, it's now what can we do to make sure we get more hires, but also try and maximize the kind of revenue that we're getting in from um from, from effectively ticket sales um increase the amount that we can get from sponsorship um make sure we run as efficiently as possible to try and um try and reduce the the operational subsidy that we do that we do have So all of our operations are currently done by Serco, um, and we pay Serco, uh, you know, a, f a fairly fixed amount e each month, um, with some variable costs, obviously. Um, but you know, they they get what they get, um, and and their responsibility is to operate the scheme. We we as the as the public body as TFL, we're responsible for the scheme. So we provide Serco with certain. Um, KPIs, performance indicators that they have okay. to have to meet each month, and okay. if they don't meet them, then there's certain penalties. Um, but ultimately, TFL is responsible for making sure that certain um, certain performance indicators are met. So, let me, a couple of examples are you know, the availability of bikes, okay. um, the the amount of time that docking stations are, are completely full or completely empty, um, and all and all of that is motivated really by our customer satisfaction surveys. Okay. You know, that that's the whole point is making sure that people people can get a bike when they want it and get a, do, a, a docking point or a space when when they need it
This really is a key point for the question of whether Boris's bikes have or can achieve his goals. It seems the aspect that makes the focus of the scheme so challenging is the broader social impact it pursues. But Duncan is preparing and planning for a continuing push towards these broader outcomes. Uh, absolutely. I mean, TFL, because it's, again, because it's a public body, um, our motivation, certainly around cycling um, and in the wider cycling portfolio of, of, of Transport for London, is to get more people on bikes. Um, you, you know, it, it's it, the, 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 there is there's very little um, drive for, for profit. There's no drive for profit. In yeah. fact, it, it's, you know, cycling is considered to be a good thing in right. London. And we want to encourage more and more people to get on bikes and to continue to ride bikes. Um, and cycle higher is seen as a is, is one of the great ways of doing that. It's, it's all part of a piece. So there's, right. there's a load of stuff that we're doing in, in Transport for London, including segregated lanes to make sure that they're this to, to try and um, increase the the safety of cycling right. um we've got a few um a few major projects in the pipeline one's called quiet ways which is a, a network of kind of quieter back streets that are all linked together yeah. um well signposted so right. you know exactly where you're going because you know safety and wayfinding are two of the two of the big barriers into cycling right um, and if we can start trying to break those down, mm -hmm. then having having uh, having the scheme there right. to to uh, uh, enable people to to ride a bike yep. is, is fantastic. We often do see people try cycling for the first time. I think I think we we did a study at one point, and I think it was like forty nine percent of people that responded to the survey said they'd never cycled in London okay. before they used the scheme. Okay. So it was it was a real kind of uh, catalyst to get them cycling yeah, yeah. and a large portion of those people then go on and buy their own bike and commute every day and cycle yeah. in the day and cycle at weekends right. so that that's a motivating factor for us whereas if you're a purely commercial uh, outfit then that's kind of completely counterintuitive for your motivation These factors and many more continue to shape the London bike share and provide the context of whether it really is living up to the hopes of Boris Johnson, as well as many others. Certainly, the insight offered here demonstrates that the intent to make the system a positive institution is alive and well in the people that work there. So as we look to the future, let us leave you with Duncan discussing one of the many developments that his team is considering to further expand the system and connect with more of the London community. Yeah, we're, we're investigating some options to um, promote cycle hire and maybe do some offerings, maybe around the cash, um, cash only as opposed to the, the, the credit card um, near food banks. Um, so there's a lot of food banks in the UK. Um, and like I was saying about um, all of the people that, are, that kind of, that, that there are people out there that would, would benefit from cycle hire, they just don't know it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, food banks is probably a great way to kind of get to those people and right. and and get them on bikes right. um you know we we don't we don't see we don't we won't profit out of this at all right. but right. um kind of from a social exercise it, mm -hmm. it seems like a good way to 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 encourage people to to get to get on get on bikes and start cycling
that's it for another episode of semantic we first off would like to thank duncan robertson for taking the time to sit down with us and make the episode it really would not have been possible to make without his insight and his willingness to share that with all of us i actually stole duncan away from his family vacation to talk for an afternoon so he really was very generous with his time thank you again we would also like to thank springfield college for providing funding help that allowed us to buy the equipment necessary to make the show production this week came from myself oliver rick and in a break from the usual tone, I actually had a go at sound design. And I want to thank Somatic's co-founder, Sam Clevenger, for his support in making that happen. Sam also helped extensively with editing the show. If you'd like to read more about the bike share schemes and for links to other material, please visit our website at somaticpodcast.com. Click on the episodes tab and look for an episode with cycling in the title. If you want to leave us a message, share your thoughts, or are interested in contributing or pitching an idea for the show, you can always email us at somaticpodcast at gmail.com or use the contact form on the website. We really thank you for taking the time to listen to our show and we'll talk to you on the next episode of Somatic. Somatic.